Hello there. Welcome to Blue Milk Latte Star Wars Podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me, as always, aboard the Blue Milk Latte Star Cruiser is our trusty co-pilot, Chris Christophsis Mead. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, welcome back. This week we have a a bit of a sad episode, but we're going to try to keep it hopeful because that's what this man, I think, represented. Uh, we're going to be doing an episode full on all about Carl Weathers and Grief Karga. Uh, we'll go a little bit into his filmography, um, some of our thoughts on, you know, just some of his performances, some of his direct directing, uh, and all that good stuff. Um, but before we get into all of that, we will go over our Star Wars adventures from the previous week. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off? Uh, well, mine uh, was... I had a real random one yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, I, was, I was texting you about this. That uh, I was down at the Coliseum because my son is really big in the NASCAR. Yes. So yeah. we were down at the NASCAR race down there. And I look over and realize I was literally like next door to the uh, under construction George Lucas Museum. Yes. The Museum of, was it Narrative? Oh, what is it? Something. Uh, I want to say. Visual like, narration. Uh, I want to say science is in there. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's, it's something about like visual narrative. I think it's like Museum of Visual Narrative. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Anyway, uh, it's still under construction. It looks super cool. It looks like a space uh, uh, spaceship just kind of landed. Lucas, Lucas Museum of Narrative Art. Very yeah, nice. it's got a very pretentious name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be housing a bunch of Star Wars artifacts and uh, and other know. other memorabilia. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I mean, he was a fairly vast art collector too, right? So it's going to have like uh, some a lot of other stuff, I think. Yeah. Well, from my I was looking at the website a little bit uh, yesterday when I after I realized where I was, and I guess like some of it has to do with. Uh, I guess it's going to be a lot of like. Showing uh, film stills and like you know film scenes. Yeah, it's all about like the visuals of storytelling. So That's cool. I don't know how much. So it'll be just to see how much like artifacts that there is. I mean, there has to be something because yeah. he's George Lucas. Like, yeah, yeah. The, why is there not a bunch of Lucas? You know, why is there like the original Yoda puppet or something in there? Yeah. But I think it's gonna be a lot of like uh you know like like film and uh, screens. Watch it's just stuff from like THX and like American Graffiti, and they're like, "What? What Star Wars? We don't really <laughs> know about that. What are you talking about?" Right, it's a, <laughs> the, the plane from his Tuskegee Airmen uh, tales. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. In there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, no, no, no. I got one more. I got one more. Uh, damn that one movie. Um, oh, it's got Howard and the Duck. Oh yeah, because he was a pretty. They, I, yeah. I, I think Lucasfilm did produce that movie. Yeah, no, yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be anyway. I digress. Yeah, that's cool. You saw that. Yeah, yeah. So it looks the building looks really cool. It's still pretty pretty rough, but it's it looks like yeah, it looks like a spaceship, and there's like plants and trees gonna be on top of it. It's crazy. Nice. I'm uh, very excited to uh, visit when it opens. I think like 2025. Yeah, that next year right. at some point. Yeah. Um. Here, let me let me just for the fans at home. Let me see if it has an opening date. Uh, it doesn't have a uh, hard date. Uh, it just says it's scheduled to open in 2025. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, look for us at 2025 doing an episode about our trip to the uh, Lucas uh, Museum of <laughs> oh, Art. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe even a podcast or a YouTube video to go, well, if they allow recording, which I hope they should. Yeah. But yeah, they should. It's a museum. Well, I mean, maybe on the outside for sure, but we'll see. Yeah, inside might be kind of weird. Because then like, it's like you're recording a movie and that's like, what right. are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Anyway, cool. Very nice. Uh, my Star Wars adventures from this previous week. Uh, I am still listening to Air to the Empire a little bit on audio, which is fun. I'm almost done. So when you're done, are you going to move on to the next one? Yeah, I should, huh? So you can I finish should. the, the yeah, trilogy? Yeah, 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 I should do the trilogy for sure. And also, 
Uh, not that he's going to sign an audiobook, but I think Timothy Zahn will be visiting Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario here in a few months, too. Yeah, uh, there's a, that guest list is kind of great, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at it because there's a bunch of Clone Wars uh, voice actors going to be yeah. there, and like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be there. Yeah, so that that will uh, probably have to make an appearance, probably. Uh, yeah, if, that, if uh, it fiscally makes sense. Yeah, I was I was kind of kind of keeping tabs on. I'm like, this seems like there's a, there's a really good guest list for there, and Ontario's not far from us. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier going to L.A. or Anaheim even. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, oh, less chance of getting, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not getting rear-ended, but rear-ended someone. Correct. Inside joke, because I accidentally hit someone on the freeway. It was my very first accident in my life. It was very, not awesome. Yeah, I was there for it. Yeah, he was there. You were in the front <laughs> seat, too, buddy. Yeah. You had a front row seat to my first accident. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't that bad. Just a little yep. teeny tiny fender bender. But, uh, sorry, quick side note. One little random thing is we didn't really pull off to the side of the road granted okay we were in like deadlock traffic when yeah. this happened like no it was a parking lot no one was moving and then wouldn't you know it right when we had the accident we didn't really pull off because we we're like oh no one's moving anyway and then everyone started moving around us and we're like uh-oh yep that's bad anyway uh so i learned for the future i was a younger man i was a younger man i didn't know anyway here we go uh so yeah and then one other star wars adventure was you know after we learned about the uh the passing of uh, Mr. Mr. Weathers there. Uh, I popped on some uh, Mandalorian stuff that he appeared in and directed and kind of had like a little, I had a chocolate milk in honor. Not that he is tied to chocolate milk, but I had some beverage. I didn't want to do anything, you know, too heavy. Right. So I had a chocolate milk and had one in his honor and watched, watched his fine work that he dabbled with in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, so yeah, we'll get right into the in memorandum of Carl Weathers. Uh, we will do, uh, for all those listening at home, we will do like here like a, around like a seven second just moment of silence for him. So if you're listening in the car or at home or wherever, if you would like to join us in doing that and just remember the man that, that was the legend of uh, Carl Weathers, we'll do that uh, right now. There we go. Uh, thank you uh, there, Mr. Weathers. And uh, sorry if uh, our my dog Bubba there appears in the background at all. Right. He, 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 uh, he is he's very dis- disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. He's a very, yeah, you know, he is not a very nice dog. He once tried to get Chris a little bit. Yeah, so, a little bit. It was yeah, fine, though. Freaking jerk. Luckily, it's a small dog. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> thankfully. So, yeah, uh, Mr. Carl Weathers uh, was born January 14th, 1948. Ooh, he just had his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just turned uh, 76, as it were. Um, you know, would that be considered, uh, no disrespect to him at all, would that would he be considered a boomer? He's uh, definitely a boomer. What, what was he born? 48? 48. 48. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely yeah. of the boomer generation. Um, played uh, he in high school. He uh, participated in theater and also lots and lots of sports. Um, and he was eventually going on to college at San Francisco State University and San Diego State University. Um, and uh, he was drafted by, I think then it was the, yeah, the Oakland Raiders. He played two seasons for them. <coughs> um, he uh, had a good time, but, uh, and he collected, you know, a few stats here and there. <laughs> and then after that, he, um, transferred over to the bc lions which i believe is like the canadian football league yeah 
And then after that, he 100% started solely focusing on his acting career. But uh, it's safe to say that during his time playing sports and doing all the athleticness and stuff, um, he was definitely involved, like, I think, in local theater productions. I think at one point he did, like, eight productions in one year. Wow. Which that's, when, when, yeah, that's when, crazy. And they were, like, big productions, too, because I think they were, like, college-level okay. uh, sort of things. So, yeah, he was definitely a very busy dude during this time. Um, let's see here. We'll kind of go into his filmography just a smidge. His very first uncredited role was on a movie in 1973 called Magnum Force, which I've never heard of. Sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember why. Like I think yeah. there's like some actiony. Yeah, he plays like a. Oh, okay. It's like a. It's a thriller from Clint Eastwood. Okay, that's okay. I was yeah. like, is, so, uh, I think is, is that a Dirty Harry movie? It might be a Dirty Harry movie. I think it is. Yeah. So he kind of he. I think he's just like in the background too. He's, his role is titled just demonstrator, but that was his very first foray into film. He he doesn't break into TV until two years later. Uh, so he gets that going on. And then three years later, we're going to kind of skip around here just a little bit. Three years later in 76, he is cast as Apollo Creed in Rocky. Um, and he plays in the Rocky series for a number of years. Um, he Did you know he makes an appearance as an MP officer in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, definitely had some great roles in Rocky, uh, the series he appeared in one, uh, one, two, three, and four, um, ending that in 85. And I believe it's rumored, you know, we weren't there in the room, obviously, but it's rumored that, uh, one of the reasons why he got the role, Sylvester Stallone was, uh, it's kind of, you know, Rocky is his baby. So, um, I think he was part of the casting process. One of the reasons why, uh, Carl Weathers was chosen is because Carl Weathers kind of dissed Sylvester saying he wasn't that great of an actor. And he kind of he liked that, like, ferocity and edginess. Like, yeah. oh, wow, this guy's not, like, messing around. Like, he uh, will call people out on their on their stuff. Well, and it helps to make it a little more method if you're going to cast your uh, anti- antithesis or your, uh, your villain. Yeah. yeah quote, yeah. unquote, in the piece. You might as well be someone who may not like you in real life either. So that way you can, you know, build on that when you're in your performance. Use it. Yeah, for sure. And then two years after his run in the Rocky series, he appears in the the classic role of Colonel Al Dillon in Predator, which uh, is pretty great role. This is uh, this is my uh, this is my, my first uh, your first foray. So yeah, go go memory of uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, we'll we'll take a break here from the filmography. We'll talk about just um, what that is, what do you remember like first of seeing this guy just in a movie? Be it be Predator. Uh, my my. My upbringing, we're not really big uh, sports people, mm-hmm. so like Rocky wouldn't have been, you know, anything that anybody, might, either my mom or my dad would have been cared about. But uh, definitely Predator. My dad was all about the eighties, eighties action movies, okay, Schwarzeneggers and you yeah, know, shootouts and things like that. And my mom was a, was a sci fi person, so yeah, Predator was right in that in that wheelhouse. Yeah, and the uh, the thing I always I don't know whatever I think about Carla Weathers, always the thing that always comes to mind is the just the most epic handshake. Yeah, yeah. Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like this handshake, and there's kind of like a high five and a handshake and an arm wrestle all at the same time, and it's just like the world explodes. <laughs> it's so epic. Yeah, yeah. And we have action stars nowadays, for sure. But I think the 80s was like the golden era, you know, with Sylvester Stallone, definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger's at the top. Carl Weathers is in there. We yeah. got We got some Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, let's just say the 80s, it was all about just, like, huge, muscly dudes. Huge, oily, yeah. hairless. Mm. And just that one shot, it was just are two just bulging biceps, and just, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always, 
that's always my fond memory. And that, that was one of my first thoughts when uh, I heard that he had passed was that, well, now he's giving God the awesome handshake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he goes up to the pearly gates and St. Peter's like, Carl Weathers, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that in that dream fantasy of yours, is he like, is Jesus jacked as well? Oh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go to heaven if my Jesus isn't jacked. Just kidding. I'll go. I'll go either way. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, and then after Predator, um, which you know is like a hallmark, I think of one of the hallmarks of his career. Uh, he goes on to appear as Action Jackson in 1988. Uh, that's I th- believe probably his first uh, titular yeah. starring movie. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, he does a few other things, Hurricane Smith, uh, and then we uh, he appears in what my introduction to Carl Weathers, believe it or not, was, was a very different role than he was used to, which is uh, as Chubbs Peterson in Happy in Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that so but tying into my Star Wars adventure, uh, one of the other things I did after I watched uh, an episode of The Mandalorian that he directed was I popped in Happy Gilmore, and then for that... Instead of some chocolate milk, I had some pizza and some crazy bread nice. and a root beer. And I watched Happy Gilmore, and it was epic and awesome. made me laugh just like it did many, many years ago. Um, it's been a while since I've watched Happy Gilmore, too. So I always like the experience of watching something that you know you love, but you kind of forget why, but you just know you're going to love it. And that's kind of definitely the experience that I had with Happy Gilmore. How, how does it age? It ages pretty well actually okay. right. pretty well um i just I, not... i'm never really sure how adam sandler plays anymore when it's his early stuff when he plays like this real moronic uh, yeah character. well he's not yeah he's more of a just a he I, i'd say he's suffering just more from like anger in that movie than he is moronic he's a oh, fairly okay. smart guy he just loses his temper within 0.02 seconds right which is his main downfall um but chubbs peterson the character kind of brings him like peace and tells him to find his happy place. Right. right? Isn't that, isn't that sweet? And then, yeah, there's definitely, a, we've seen the videos and the memes thus far um, since, since his passing of like um, this scene hits harder and stuff. And it's the scene where he's playing the piano in that movie and he's in the afterlife or the scene where oh, yeah. he's like waving to happy from the house and he's like in, in a, like you a know, force ghost force ghost in up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that we don't call it like angels and stuff. We just say, oh, they're a force ghost. That, that, that checks well, out more. The, the power of Star Wars, man. Plus, I uh, got to keep it on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, no, I know. I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, and then I think, you know, Carl Weathers and Adam Sandler kind of hit a really hit, hit a really off on set because after Happy Gilmore, he teams up with him twice. Uh, he appears as Chubbs Peterson very briefly. And little Nikki. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. A couple years later, and then he plays. Uh, he does a voice role in Eight Crazy Nights um, okay. as the GNC water bottle, I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, by all accounts, uh, everyone, everything I've read, everything I've heard, even before he passed, was like he was just a really good guy, and so yeah. it was like, why wouldn't you work with him again? Because he's really nice. He's a good guy, friendly, easy to work with you know talented so like why why wouldn't you use him a couple more times if you could yeah yeah and then uh kind of uh breaking oh and he does play the voice role of combat carl in toy story 4 oh i love pretty, combat carl yeah yeah so that's pretty great breaking off is just some of his tv roles um he definitely appears in a lot of like 
action stuff in the 70s and 80s. One of my favorites, and I'm sure you're going to get to that, is that when he plays himself on Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was next up on the thing here. Uh, yeah, he plays a fictionalized version of himself in Arrested Development for a few episodes. As acting coach to, uh, is it Tobias? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. There's a whole thing about like uh, was it chicken wings or some of that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucking all the, the meat off of him. And <laughs> yeah. There's still meat on his bones. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm actually unfamiliar with this series, but I think a lot of people give it love, so I just want to throw it out there. He uh, also voices Omnitraxis Prime and Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which I, you know, it's, I never really watched that show. I didn't but, either. But, yeah. it, but I've been seeing a lot of people say, like, oh, I loved him in that. I think that might be more of like the younger generation kind of calling yeah. that out because it was like a a Disney XD show that was around 2017 to 2019. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely got some, you know, other roles in there. And then, you know, kind of leading up to uh, 2019 is where he joins the video game. I'm sorry, not the video game. What am I saying? Sorry. Star Wars, Star Wars Universe uh, as Grief Karga. He appeared in 10 episodes uh, playing Grief Karga and then eventually also directed two episodes which are pretty darn great yeah um we'll kind of uh yeah we'll kind of get into those episodes right now so actually you know what what did you think about kind of separating the man from the character for just a moment what did you think about just the character of grief karga in the mandalorian when we first meet him and then throughout the series he's definitely a different shade of a character than we've seen before because he kind of has that, like, uh, the underworld character. Yeah. But when we first meet him. Yeah, and you're in that. You kind of pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna betray <coughs> you at some point. Like he seems like kind of nice and a good guy and everything, but you're you know. Yeah, when we first meet him, I feel like I mean, while he is doing bad things, not bad things, because he's just well, he's just he's a fixer. He just gives jobs out. Yeah, but he kind of. He is an antagonist to Mando for just a brief moment in that because he's trying to do everything by the book. Like, hey, if you don't hand over this kid, like, right. my whole operation's kind right, of right. screwed. Sort well, of yeah, because he's he's I mean, he's the mercenary fixer, so it's all about the money. So yeah. if he fails this one job and it's a big one because it's for the Empire or for the Imperial Revenant, like that means like a bunch of a bunch of those jobs are gonna you know are gonna dry up, and yeah. word gets around that he's not reliable anymore, or that you know his Mercs have gone soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, he does have a pretty brilliant arc because that's how he starts off. Right. And then in season two, we see him slowly turning Navarro from this kind of desolate, rundown planet, right? Right. And then in season three, it's like thriving pretty much. Yeah, it's, it seems like somewhere you might actually want to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like uh, the place you would not want to roll your windows down during when you're passing by a right. spaceship. Well, it's funny. I think I, <laughs> I pointed this out when we did our Mando uh, watch-along episodes and stuff of like that. Like, they they do this thing with the cinematography where even like the weather changes as Nefaro gets better. Where like the first couple times it's like night and it's dark and it's cloudy and overcast and just gloomy. And then by the time you get to season three, like the sun's out, the yeah. sky's blue, and like yeah, birds are singing and quacky monkey lizards are climbing over the trees and it's. You know, yeah. kids are playing in the streets. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Um, it. It's it's definitely something that you don't necessarily notice when you're a kid watching Star Wars, but the weather and stuff on all these planets definitely plays into, like, the melodrama like, right. of everything. It definitely everything. sets a mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like when, you know, just 
quick side example, like when Luke goes to Dagobah and Yoda and it's like rainy and dark because it's probably his attitude and stuff. is like, what's going on? I'm confused and this and that. And you know, right. it all works. Anyway, um, so yeah, kind of getting into the two episodes that he directed. Uh, chapter 12, The Siege, uh, was his first up at bat. Uh, and he knocked it out of the park. It's a very action-packed episode, definitely uh, directed by a man who loves action. It's also very funny, too, because um, there's a lot of scenes between him and the, the blue alien guy. I forget his name. Uh, uh, I, know, well, I know he's played by Horatio Sands. Sure, yeah, yeah. Horatio Sands, blue alien guy. Uh, my, my my apologies for not remembering the character's name, but there's a lot of good banter between him and Grief and him and Mando. Um, and just really good action. There's some really good shootouts that are on the hidden base that they find that's on Navarro. Right. And there's a, some also some amazing aerial combat that's done between the Razor Crest and uh, some of the TIE fighters and stuff that are on that planet. Well, this is also when we kind of first get our inkling about what they want Grogu for, as far as like the cloning operation yeah. stuff. This is where, I think this is where we see the, the cloning tubes. Yeah, we see like the little weird Snoke-esque. They're not Snoke, but they're like yeah. Snoke-esque, kind of like little vats of whatever the heck they are. Yeah, and well, it's hard to say whether they're Snokes or is it uh, the uh, Moff Gideon uh, clones being grown. Yeah. Because as we find out oh, yeah, in yeah. season three, we have a bunch oh, of Moff Gideons running around. You're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, and then... Uh, the next episode up would be uh, whoops, where did that go? Oh my goodness! Sorry, chapter twenty, the Foundling, um, which is an episode that like has a lot of. Uh, it's kind of like a two-parter to me in a way because it has a beginning and end that are kind of innocent and give off like this little fun thing of like Grogu learning the ways of the Mandalorian, right? And kind of getting his training, and he gets like shot up by like that little paintball kid, right? Uh, and then you know, at the end, they they it's like a pterodactyl at, yes. there at the end that yeah. like they have to go like rescue the eggs, and then they make peace like kind of with the nature of that world. I right. think not peace, but they kind of learn to coexist with the 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 animals on that planet. Because up to that point, they're getting attacked by like, every other episode by like random things right. on this <laughs> on this planet. But sandwiched in between. This stuff is, I think, some of the best Star Wars that we've Star Wars in a while, which we get Keller and Beck, played by Ahmed Best, a.k.a. Jar Jar Binks, saving Grogu from the temple. And uh, I rewatched that scene specifically, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, like, no, it's a good sequence. Yeah, it's... the way it's like shot, the way it's framed, the cinematography, the action, um, Ahmed Best does great. The stuff with Grogu, like you you always, I think they do a really good job of just making you feel for a puppet, but you really feel for like a puppet in this moment right. of like, you know, like, oh no, don't get him, don't get him. It really kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's one of the better Order 66 recasts we've seen of the the... Five million they keep making. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Since <laughs> every every uh, every Star Wars show has to have an Order sixty six moment. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably one of the stronger ones. Uh, I definitely I like it better than the the Riva one in Kenobi, uh, and it's probably. Uh, I mean, Kanan's is pretty good in Bad Batch. Yeah, this is pretty great too. Yeah, but no, I think I think Keller and Bex is probably one of the better ones. Yeah. And then just uh, a brief note, I wanted to add this. This is uh, from Ahmed Best's Instagram. I just wanted to share his words uh, about working with uh, Mr. Weathers here. 
He says, uh, I'm struggling with this one today. This is hard. Carl has always been a hero of mine since I was a child. I never thought I would act- uh, I would ever be directed by him, let alone the honor to call him a friend. As an artist, he was so generous, generous with his wisdom and respect for the art of acting. He gave me the golden nuggets that I will treasure and use for the rest of my life. As a director, he was the one who gave me the space, grace, time, and guidance to come to life. He saw how nervous I was to be back in Star Wars and gave me the strength and confidence to perform. Every conversation and text message after was bathed in love, mentorship, and support. Love you, my brother. Hashtag Carl Weathers. I will miss you. Uh, We will miss you. Rest in power. Yeah, so there's a lot of other things that are mentioned by a lot of the other cast members on The Mandalorian. Uh, Just talking about one of the things they just say is like their love for him. And also a word that comes up a lot is like mentorship. Um, Like there's a lot of other actors that say he was a dear friend, but he mentored the heck out of me and gave me like, you know, tools to use for like later on in my just regular life and also like my career. Um, so that's definitely a man, you know, of a certain age that only I think could impart to someone and only a man like Carl Weathers could probably impart to all these, uh, directors, actors, and performers and stuff. Um, let's see here. There's one other, one other one I wanted to read off is, uh, it's from Brendan Wayne. He's one of the stuntmen, uh, on the Mandalorian. He's one of the guys that's in the suit, like a good 50 to 60% of the time. Whenever he's walking around, Wait, who's it's... Again? Brendan Wayne. He's actually the son of, of John, John Wayne. Wayne. I was going to say, yeah. isn't that the one? Well, yeah. 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 It's uh, Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. Th- those are typically the two guys that are in the suit. When he's doing more acrobatic fights and stuff, it's usually Latif Crowder that's doing the stuff. And when it's like him just like doing like his like lone gunslinger walk, it's usually Brendan Wayne doing like the gunfights and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So he says, uh, you were the first one to call me uh, when I went to the hospital. You taught me to be tough and face life in Rocky. You taught me to be Mando on set. You helped me coach. You loved me and my family. We were supposed to have lunch next week. Hashtag be peace. I love you, buddy. The king is dead. Long live the king. Carl, you are a standard to be reached. Uh, which I thought was very nice words from him as well. There's countless other ones of like people pouring in their love. Adam Sandler said some stuff. Uh, lots and lots of other folks. Um, well, it just goes to speak to his character that like everyone's because I mean there are those every once in a while there are celebrities when they pass and you get a, a couple kind things, but it isn't like universal. But yeah. like everybody, like everything I've seen is positive. I haven't seen anybody kind of like hold back or anybody or just, just like just, omitting like, right or just being like radio silent about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone's just coming out in force, talking, being positive, talking about how great he was. Yeah, yeah. So definitely much love uh, to you, Carl Weathers, where, wherever you are in the force there. We love you, buddy. Um, as far as Grief Karga goes, um, I know, I mean, I hope this is one of the instances where I don't think they will and I don't think they should recast. Um, and we have this Mandalorian and Grogu movie coming up. Um, how do you think they kind of work with his uh, what his absence is probably going to be? Uh, I mean, I guess they, you just put him in meetings all the time, maybe. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, they they try and you know he's he's off planet uh, having a meeting or a summit or something. Yeah, uh, I don't know that you necessarily want to like kill him off screen unless it's something kind of heroic, like it's the impetus of what causes Mando to go out, you know, and do you know leave his his. Uh, his uh, lakeside cabin, to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to to go avenge him or some of that. Maybe, maybe this is this is the motivation. Now, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, 
I don't know how they do it. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't know where to start, but I think they do something to, like, honor him. Like, oh, he, like, maybe, like, Grief Karga did such a good job at renovating uh, Navarro that they moved him on to, like, the New Republic's high something to right. develop, like, other planets or something. I forget, does he... Does he have a statue in Navarro or no? No, it's IG88. Okay, it's well, then, the, I mean, that, that's the easiest way is yeah. that when you do Navarro scenes, you put a you know, big old, you know. Like a very big statue. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be I'd be down for that. Grief Karga statue in Navarro. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, any, any other? We're going to wrap up here. Um, any other last words that you want to? share there no not a, no yeah. i think yeah, i think we kind of covered everything okay sounds good yeah um thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it please uh take a moment today or whenever you're listening to this and give a give a carl weathers project a spin you know whether it's uh, predator or rocky or happy gilmore or some of his amazing work on the mandalorian give some of it a spin um we really appreciate you uh you listening that's this is actually going to be my uh what would i leave like to leave with the good people so that'll be mine uh so chris uh you could sign us off today Go all ahead. right uh just uh if you uh if you have a good friend uh give him the uh give him the epic handshake in honor of carl weathers i mean like, that's the best way to honor his legacy is to just do that just awesome like hand arm wrestling uh handshake thing nice nice actually you know what we're gonna do it on air you're not gonna see it but we're gonna do it I don't even know how to. Oh yeah, they do it like that. Like Here we that. go. Yeah, no, okay, good, good. let's see if you can hear the clap. Here we go. Oh, almost. <laughs> kind of. Okay, we did it. <laughs> All right, that's for you, Mr. Weathers. Thank you. Uh, may the force be with you. Have a good week.